Thanks for listening to the New Revival Podcast. I'm Levi. And I'm Beth. And on this episode, we're rejoined by our missionary friends, Franzi and Jenny Lewis of Mission Trek IA Haiti. All right. Well, but welcome back. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. <laughs> and bonsoir, Franzi. Bonsoir. <laughs> Franzi says he likes my accent on that one. <laughs> it's evening, so I can say that. Um yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, welcome back. Uh, this is going to be part two, or kind of a, a Haiti update episode. Uh, I kind of mentioned before we started recording that we don't really have a whole set list of questions. We do have some talking points about your uh, recent trip down to Haiti, and just kind of update us on what's going on down there. I guess more specifically, I guess we can ask a question: How did it go? How, how was your How was your time down there? Did you get everything done that you wanted to? And how was everybody doing? We did. We had a huge list of things we needed to get done in seven days, and we got everything but one thing done because when we got there, we couldn't find our car keys. Oh, no. Oh, no. So, <laughs> so we were stranded for two days because we couldn't find our car keys. So after we found them, we were good to go, and we got everything done. So the only thing we didn't get done was drill the um, – put the pump in the prison well. But we're going to do that in May when we go back. Um, we had a really successful trip. Okay. All right. So what are some of the things that you guys got done while you're down there? How, how long were you down there again? We were there for a week. For a week, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what did you guys start off with? Well, fixing the car. <laughs> oh, <laughs> getting it, finding the keys. Finding then, yeah, we <laughs> find the keys. And after that, we realized that our battery was dead. So we had to charge the battery. And when we finally get that done, and there was no gas in the car. And while Haiti did not have any gas. So we had to figure out how to get gas first before um, we could head out and... Um, get things done yeah and by out of like haiti didn't have any gas franja really means haiti did not have any so we had a um they had a gas um crisis going on um well basically that's a hit sorry yoda's <laughs> squeaking his alien toy best gonna take that away from him <laughs> Sorry, Franzi. Anyway, yeah. So um, yeah, we 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 got pretty much everything done, and it it was a wasn't enough. I would say enough yeah. days for us to um, get some stuff and see the people we needed to see and stuff. But um, we had a good time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We were able to check in with our elderly program, mm-hmm. and we had a little party for them. So we feed 106 elderly people every month. Um, and so we had a party and fed them cooked food, but then also sent them home with groceries for the month. Um, so that was fun to get to see everyone and introduce Austin to, to all of his many grandmas and grandpas. <laughs> yeah, cool. So and I know you, you said send them home with foods for a month. I know that's probably huge right now with everything, which we're going to get into a little bit more on things that are going on down in Haiti. I'm sure that food for months goes goes a long way, especially right right, right now. Um. Yeah, and this was Austin's first trip down to Haiti, yes. meeting everybody. How, yeah. how did he do flying? And he did really good flying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he loved everybody. He was entertained all the time by all of his cousins and friends. And um, I think he's bored with us back at home now because it's just Francie and I. <laughs> he looked like he had a great time. He did. Yes, he really did. Yep. Yep. What does his little baby passport look like? It is so cute. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, I didn't think about that. Yeah, even when we came back to the States, they have the kiosks, and they take your picture to make sure that it matches with your passport. And he smiled for the picture. Oh. So it's in his scrapbook. It's so That's cute. so cute. <laughs> yeah, he was great. So were you able to get the uh, – I kind of know the spoiler on that, but uh, you were able to get the oh, – Yoda <laughs> insane. Oh, man. <laughs> Everybody got to see a picture of Yoda on our social media so <laughs> they know who the 
little menaces running around. The little Jack Russell dachshund basset hound running around in the background. I'm not sure if he's running around as much as the cat is chasing him. But you guys were able to get the... Oh, we're going to have to do something about that. Beth, why don't you go ahead and put somebody up. Okay. Well, you guys were able to get the uh, roof on to your warehouse, or your building. The warehouse, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it was very challenging, actually. Um, the engineer had only... How many days he had about 10 days to do about three work, three weeks worth of work. Who was that, the engineer? Yes, yeah. yep, to prepare for the for the roof. So he had to get, buy all of the rebar um, and then tie it all together to make the big posts. Um, and so usually that takes about three weeks, but he had about 10 days when, from the time we found out we had enough money to pour the roof, <laughs> um, to the day that before we were going to leave, we wanted to see the roof poured. So tell us a little about that. Uh, I know you said before you went down there, you knew you had enough and you kind of had signed some papers saying that, yeah, you would do it. And what, what had happened or what had changed there? Mm-hmm. So last time we were here, we got to share for the first time that we had enough money for the roof. Um, and then between the time we, uh, um, we announced that. And we signed the papers um, to hire the men um, and had already purchased quite a bit of cement when we got to Haiti. Um, because of the gas crisis, the prices of everything had gone up um, tremendously. Um, and so the Lord really stretched our faith in that we still needed to pour the concrete roof, um, but we didn't quite have enough money. So it was really cool to see how he how he provided just that week um, for us to, to finish that project. So okay. Cool. And we, we keep mentioning gas and the gas crisis and everything i guess that kind of gets us into to the next part so we kind of got a little spoiler on you guys were able to get get things done that you wanted to get done how is haiti as a whole right now not good <laughs> yeah not good um we still um uh, still have the gas uh, crisis going on and also we have um all the political issues going on right now for the last like tens or twelve days. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, um riots in the street, um they are not happy with uh, the president right now. Uh well I'm trying not to get politically <laughs> yeah. correct or anything get <laughs> yeah. into but, but um yeah, it, it's Haiti. It's not um well, I mean for me as Haitian I'm used to it like I can't really remember the last time we had a president in Haiti that really like um lasted for the full term of like five years uh, it's there's always something going on um either they don't make it if they do it it's it's really hard for them to achieve that um those five years so um, um people have been in the street and what we call the opposition which is um the other um the opposition so the yeah. the people that don't like the president don't like the president mm-hmm. um um saying that they you know fighting for the people um, which actually not really the people, because at the end they're gonna be the one end up on power, and there's gonna be other people fighting against them as well. Mm-hmm. And you are yeah. not fighting for me for real, so it's always gonna be um, people starving and. So they're not fighting no. for the people as a whole. They want to fight to get the power, and then, exactly. Then yeah. there's always gonna be somebody else wanting to fight to get the power. Exactly. Yeah, because um, with this whole thing going on, when you ask them what plan you have when this government is not on power anymore. Well, we don't have a plan right now, but we just don't want him on power, you know? And I mean, like, if you don't want him, you better have a, you should have a better plan than him. So if you don't have a plan, 
uh, at least he has something, you know. So, um, yeah, this whole thing is going on. It um, affects, like, really, like, um, everybody else and mostly the poor people. But unfortunately, even the rich people in Haiti have been, like, a victim of that as well because people, like, um, get into the business, um, burn everything, like, gas station and, like, everything. It's it's a, it's a, it's a big mess down there right now. Yeah, because you said that the gas crisis, I'm not sure if it really started with this or this was a big catalyst, but you kind of explained to me uh, before we started recording that there was a big tanker that had fuel for Haiti to come in and the government was supposed to buy Purchase, yeah. purchase that and then kind of distribute it out from there, but they didn't want to pay for the, for the gas. So the yeah, they did not have enough money for it because they already had a balance and they did not pay for it. And then um, the people who's in charge of that, they're like, oh, well, we're not going to give you more gas if you don't pay us, you know, what you owe us. And they're like, we're willing stuff. So um, actually this whole gas um, thing um, started when we um, used to get gas from Venezuela um what we call a petro calibre and i i've talked a lot um a little bit on the previous um podcast we did um um they had a deal um i think if i really remember like for 25 years we're gonna get gas for an example if the gas was like the barrel was like 100 bucks so haiti would pay 50 for it half and the other 50 gonna be like um to do infrastructure in haiti like development school hospital and stuff but the government did not really like that's like 15 years ago mm-hmm. at least because the the deal was for 25 years and then um the money would be at one percent interest so the haitian government had um, an opportunity with that gas they were getting from venezuela to be able to um get the country somewhere like really great and you know get jobs and hospital and everything that we're supposed to have and unfortunately um let me see one two probably two three president from now have not done anything with that money and the money just like vanished and nobody know where it's and the the people now the haitian people started realize well we're going to have to pay for that money in the next 10, 12 years. And who's going to pay for it? Because yeah. we didn't see anything done, you know what I mean, with that money. Mm-hmm. And so now they're asking for the money. And that started with that. And then we did not have any gas and everything, everything, you know, a huge pile of problems. And then people decided, you know, um, we'll get on the street. And other politicians who don't have plans or not really fighting for the people they take that as advantage and say like oh why yeah you should know where that money goes you know what i mean so they get on the street with them encourage them to be in the street and then you know destroy people's stuff but you know it's politics yeah and that makes whatever gas is left ridiculously expensive you're saying that in some places u.s it was how much did you say yeah you, 15 you could, 16 dollars a gallon yeah yeah that's how much it was and you have like you had to stand um wherever they have it like for the world age with your gallon in hand trying fighting for it so you could get a little bit of gas you know so um it was so it wasn't like you were waiting in line to fill up your car. You were oh, waiting. no. <laughs> to get a gallon. No. It was to get a gallon. Yeah, you had to fight for it. <laughs> and after you get it, you have to make sure that, like, 
um, you'll cover it with something so nobody has see it because they would, you know, oh, see it. And take it. So you had it. to kind of <laughs> hunt for it, then sneak it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's the way it was. So. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. The week we were in Haiti, if we didn't have a friend who knew someone who owned a gas station, we probably wouldn't have found gas. Uh-huh. Um, and when we started running out of the gasoline that we had, we found out that we could rent a car from Avis and return it, and they wouldn't charge us a crazy amount. Um, oh, really? For the gas. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah. So we, on Wednesday or Thursday, we rented a car from Avis and we just like tried to just keep one tank of gas like to be enough and then returned it empty. And they were fine with it. That's awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Strategic. Good, good <laughs> little loophole. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> for next time. Yeah. Um, and I know you had mentioned the church earlier uh, tonight. Uh, Jenny Franzi came over to Cornerstone to kind of update us on, on their trip as well. Um, but you had said that they're. A lot of the people, like a lot of your friends and people that are working down there for you are hiding and not necessarily hiding, but just staying inside their houses just because of the civil unrest. And mm-hmm. you said there's gunshots being fired in the streets and like, how's, like, are they okay? Like, like, I know you said that some of them, like, it had been a few days since they had eaten just because they, they ran out of food at home and is there food that's available that they can go out and get, or is it just kind of because of all of the unrest that's forcing everybody to kind of be a little bit more violent and just more treacherous, or kind of fill us in a little bit on that? Is it just in the cities, or is it the same in St. Suzanne? Uh, it's mostly, like, hate it everywhere. And, um, for example, if someone, like, hearing the video or by someone, like, hey, um, let's say uh, Martinsville is not okay, there's, you know, uh, gunshot and tires burning and stuff. They're like, oh, well, let's do it here too. And then for no reason, they would mm. start it here. Oh, you really? Okay. Yeah, they do that a lot well, sometimes. That makes sense because we've had riots here in the U.S. before where, like, they'll be in one city and yeah. they'll just, like, up and start right. happening in another city. Yeah. Like, Yeah. Yeah, so th- th- that's happened all the time too. Um, and I was on the phone with one of um, our staff member in Haiti. And as we were talking, I could hear like the guns. I'm like, are you close to that? Guy? He's like, no, it's right outside of my house. <laughs> oh, so you could like, go, 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 go. So, um, yeah, that, that's Haiti. Um, the engineer that um, worked with us um, in the mission, um, like Jenny was saying at church today, uh, he bought a, a bag of bread and he had peanut butter that we gave him um, when he was in Citizen with us. Um, that's what he were able to like feed people that um, did not have any food or any resources at their house. And one of his friends called him. He's like, "Okay, this is the fourth day, and I'm getting out. I don't care what's happened, but I got to feed my <laughs> my yeah. family. So I'm getting out. What do you have at home?" He's like, "I got bread and I got soya, and just come and then you know you get something." So he did. Um, it's it, and in Haiti, like we don't save, you know, like we do in America. Or you have, you know, Walmart clothes here and you can go and then store it south because they don't have the the money or the resources for that. So um, if, unfortunately, or you're not lucky, things like that happen and then you're inside of your house. So you're going to eat probably what you had. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, you're going to have to probably ask your neighbor, hey, uh, do you have something? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because you're stuck inside. So, um Unfortunately, that's that's was that's the way I live right now. I, I think I mean if something like that were to happen here, I think a lot of people would be in the same boat just because in the day and age it's, we're like I guess a just in time instead of a just in case kind of society where it's not like right. oh I can just oh we're out of food we'll just run over to McDonald's or we'll yeah. hit Subway on the way home or just, 
there's so many different places that we could go or oh i'll just go to the store and get enough stuff to make supper tonight we don't have enough that's at least most homes don't have enough that's like oh i can last an extended period of time in my house in case something bad like this were going on outside i mean so i understand that yeah yeah we have like we have food stored up but we're also it seems like at some sort of store every day yeah right like right. oh i want some chips so yeah. i'm gonna go get some chips or whatever yeah 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 yeah. But yeah we'd have some eclectic meals i guess <laughs> <laughs> we'd have a can of corn and some peanut butter there I guess. You go. <laughs> <laughs> so um i guess i what are some specific things like ways people can pray for haiti or pay for your mission in, in particular I would say right now, um, prayers for the politicians as they're making decisions and um, that they would work for the people. Um, and just in the next few weeks, I think big decisions are going to be made, whether or not the president steps down. Um, and so just um, just prayers for the safety of the people, but also that the politicians really see their people. Um, and then always for our staff. Um, this past week, we um, we had sent money on Monday of last week. Um and so like what eight or nine days ago um and they couldn't find a western union transfer um place that was open um and if it was open they didn't they didn't have american money and so if you exchange um from from american money to haitian money at a western union you get a really terrible exchange rate mm-hmm. and um the haitian good is is dropping um quite a bit and so we are already are getting a pretty bad exchange rate and so um they called us and said hey i really think we're going to lose a lot of money if we if we take this money out in haitian and so um we've just been praying and um was it yesterday they finally found um found somewhere that would that would give them the money in american um and so they're out distributing um distributing money where they can and then um, trying to purchase food to feed the elderly so this past sunday was the week that the elderly were supposed to receive their groceries but because we couldn't get the money and um, we're having a hard time finding food available um they they didn't receive so definitely prayers for um for open rice warehouses so that we can um so we can purchase the the items that we need um, and then always for safety for our staff as they're going um, going out and about. One of our staff members told us um, when we were in Haiti um, that if we were carrying rice or anything um, in the back of our car, we needed to cover it just because things are so expensive right now and there's a lot of hungry people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just as they're out and about and um, traveling with money and rice and things, just that the Lord would just grant them a lot of safety. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you had mentioned at church that like you had kind of talked about like staff burnout too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Can you go into that? A yes. Little bit? So being on the front lines of ministry is really tough. There have been times when Franz and I were in Haiti and um, just being tired and um, the need is so great. And a lot of times you don't have the resources that you need to, um, to fulfill all of these needs. And so um, just, I don't know. I think a lot of times it's, it's easy to forget that really it's the Lord's ministry and, um, and he sustains it. Um, and we just, we oftentimes see the need. And so our, our staff are always calling and saying, Hey, you know, this person needs this and can, can we help? And, you know, we, we try to help, um, as much as we can. And so burnout, um, I think a lot of times is talked about for American missionaries, but it's also for the nationals as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that our staff, they're, they're tired. And so just prayers, um, just that they are able to remember that the Lord is sustaining this ministry and, you know, it's not completely on them. Um, and that, that he'll provide for his, his mission and his people. Right. Yeah. So how are the microloans doing with, with all this? And since you're talking about the nationals and everything else like that, are they 
doing well or is it having some troubles? Yeah, <laughs> not good at all. Not yeah. good. Yeah, just because nobody has really anything, so starting their own business isn't not the time to start a business yeah. in Haiti. No. I guess. Yeah. yeah, or keep a business. Or keep a business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And, and and what they had actually, um, for an example, someone who's selling food. You know, um, they have to be in the street selling the food, and if they can't get out. Mm. Um, to sell what they have to make a profit from it. So the profit, that's what they use, you know, the benefit, you know, to um, to feed their family. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to end up eating the money that they have to make business, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't blame them. Yeah, you I can't mean, be mad at them because, <laughs> yeah, if it's not safe to go out and sell anything, if nobody else is out because it's not safe to exactly. start with. Yeah. Yeah. Unless if they were part of the riot, so yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Which thankfully they're not. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully they're not. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So, um, I guess kind of switching gears a little bit, we can come come back to some. I saw some more questions, but to kind of ch- change things up a little bit, we uh, since you were at church tonight, part of the reason uh, was you had asked us to, uh, I guess, uh, kind of a specific thing. Um, the gloves. Wow, this is the horrible delivery of what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> why, why don't you explain this, Ronnie? You're the one that proposed it anyway. <laughs> All I said was gloves. <laughs> you can make a story out of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, um, yeah, at my work, um, I have my manager. Um, um, I mean, I can't really remember how we started talking about it, um, but she was telling me, you know, people um, where she drive, um, and she saw a bunch of homeless um, people on their bridge. This and, is up in Indianapolis. Yeah, in Indianapolis and stuff. So, um, but um, before that, I think like that's like probably two or five years ago. Jenny and I were in town. Um, I think it was in winter, and then we saw some people in the street, and we're like, man, we would love, you know, to be able to to do something. It may not be a lot, but at least to help those people. And then we, we've always, like, kind of, like, talking to people to see who have, like, um, shelter and then, like, you know, taking care of homeless, and so we could um, contribute or be part of um, that kind of ministry. Um, and then, um, thanks God, and my, my manager told me about that. I'm like, hmm, I mean... We got resources. We could, you know, and I mean, put a few bags together. And as she was telling us and stuff, um, that same week we received a, a big donation of blankets. And I told Jenny, well, we need to save money for gloves, um, um, toothpaste, toothbrushes, and um, socks, and what else we have? Ramen. <laughs> I have 400 packs of ramen and 800 granola bars on my, <laughs> my car right now. Oh, so. man. Yeah, yeah so. <laughs> snacks and bottles of water and different things like that yeah so um um and we're gonna put like 200 bags together um and sometime um the following week we're gonna be able to go out and um, pass it on to the people in need um and like i said today um at church um jesus said uh, to start ministry here in jerusalem um and wherever you are in jerusalem and Judea, samari and everywhere else in the world um as we're in haiti um, Dominican Republic and one of the best part of that also I almost forget um, some of my co-workers um, when we get donation and I offer them I'm like hey um, you know I'm into ministry and stuff I'm not saying you're in need but you know we get the 
donation if you're okay you know i would love to share with you guys and they're like okay so they saw what we're doing and they get very interested about it but some of those co-workers they have people and um, family members living in honduras um costa rica costa rica puerto rico um dominican republic and one of them um told me one day he's like um frenzy you and your wife and your family may not know what you're doing um, but you're doing a great thing and you would not believe where those donations um end up at and i'm like where she's like okay there's a guy that drive a truck from the u.s and then whoever has like family you want to send staff to um he load the truck you give him a hundred bucks with a um um like a barrel like a, like like a barrel. barrel yeah you fill it with stuff you want to send to your family and he drives to mexico from mexico to whoever he can drive until he cannot anymore and then he put the rest on a boat and then ship it to wherever else it has to go to go and i'm like really she's like yeah Where's this guy at? Here in Indy. Oh, really? In, oh, yeah. yeah. So oh, he wow. drives from Indiana down yeah. through Mexico and different parts of South America to deliver these barrels of wow. donations or whatever family members want to send to their to their family in other countries. You say it's a hundred dollars you can fill up a barrel. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's insane. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So it's really cool. Like a lot of times we get more donations than we can ever afford to send to Haiti, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes like two hundred and fifty blankets we didn't really necessarily need in Haiti, and so it's cool to to be able to pass those on to other ministries or maybe mm-hmm. even you know bless other people. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say drove to Haiti. I'm like I. Yeah, I'm not. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> so these bags that you guys are putting together, are you going to give them to a mission? Or are you going to go around and pass them out to homeless people yourselves? Or how are you guys doing that? So we're partnering with a man in Indianapolis. Um, and he has he's homeless on purpose mm-hmm. so that he can better serve the homeless community. And so we are going to... Um, to meet with him on Friday and see how we can help him. Um, but we would love to go out and, and share, um, share Jesus with people, um, you know, physically with, um, with the items that they need, but then also pastor Brian had, had given us some tracks. So just share, share the gospel. And, um, I don't know. We're excited to see where this leads. No, it's exciting. I think it's exciting that even while you're here raising money for your mission, you're finding other missions to then raise raise support for. I think think that's great. I think that just really shows your, both of your calling and your true desire is to serve and i think your it's great for missions <laughs> yeah just just your tenderness towards that and hopefully that encourages other people that are listening to i guess open their eyes there, there are needs around it's just a matter of seeing them yeah and, and i think that's one thing um a lot of people here in america don't realize is that the needs is not only in haiti or dominican republic or africa i mean it's everywhere mm-hmm. i mean um even some people I seen, I'm like, really? Um, they are white people, like say American, like living like this. Like some Haitians don't live like this, you know. So mm-hmm. it don't need it everywhere. So um, and our job is not to um, only serving a group of people. It's um, serving God people. No matter if you are white, black, yellow, purple, I mean, whatever, who you are. We um, the second we get a chance, we can serve you. I mean, we will. <laughs> Uh, was it last night? Yeah. <laughs> um, it, I was driving back from work and I was just thinking. And one of my biggest prayers is that um, um, for Jenny and I, we'll be able to um, pay our debt, to be debt free. Mm-hmm. And um, 
be able to go back to Haiti and serve him full time again mm-hmm. and you know spend some time here some time in Haiti with support and stuff so that's my biggest prayer but for a reason or not um, God just wants us to be here and um, raise more support and walking which I, I don't like to do because <laughs> I see that that time I could be doing something you know more more valuable for God but yeah but we, we have to t- you know do that so anyway so I was thinking and driving and I I get to plan for it actually i like i get gas every monday wednesday and, ch- and friday mm-hmm. but for some reason i had to get gas yesterday so as i pull into the gas station and i was looking at my phone and i see the that guy you know he's probably in it like late 50s and stuff uh, old black man he was walking towards my car and then i was like okay and he did motion and then I hold the window down and I'm like, how can I help you? And he started talking, but I could not understand his English. <laughs> I thought he was half weekend, so I started trying because you know, um, I know a lot of dialect, so I tried the uh, um, Jamaican dialect. You know, like what eight, eight languages, seven languages plus dialects and stuff. Oh, so I tried my um, um, no Jamaican dialect. <laughs> And it wasn't Jamaican he was talking, and I'm like, that's, that's, that's not for him. So he, he, he kept looking at me, and he kept saying, um, Dewey, Perry, and then I could not get it. And I'm like, what is he trying to say? <laughs> so um, I tried African accent, Somalian accent, which is mixed with French, you know, and or while any other country in Africa speak French. And then I still could not get him, but I had no clue to ask him, are you Haitian? But for some reason, it never popped in my mind. So, and then I saw a text. He showed me his phone, and then I saw the text. The text said that, just in case if you get lost, here's the address. You can go there. But he was about, like, we say 10 miles? Yeah, maybe 10 miles. Yeah, maybe 10 miles from where his car is. Someone dropped his car there, or he, he left it there, and he went to work. And I'm like, how are you going to get there? And then I, ha- I had to do this. How are you going to get there? He's like, um, walk, walk, walk. And, and I'm like, you're walking? He's like, yeah. I'm, gonna. I'm like, okay. But he was a little bit like, kind of like dirty. And you know what I mean? I'm like, really God in my car. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Whatever. But, and it just popped in my mind like to ask him how he's going to get there. He said, he's going to walk. And I'm like, all right, get in the car and I'll drop you there. And he got in the car, and I drove him. I had the address on uh, the GPS, and then, and as I drove there, I'm like, okay, you're good now? He's like, yeah. And I saw his car, like, funny car. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, 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 the tailgate, the one on the back, was strapped with some cords and stuff, <laughs> and the front line, they were all hanging like a robot eyes. Like, <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So I dropped him, and then as I was backing up to leave, and he he's telling me to start and I'm like what's wrong now <laughs> and he's like battery 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 and he said battery and queer but it, it's <laughs> never caught my attention that to ask him are you Haitian so you tried all these other languages yeah, everything from- I knew <laughs> so, and I'm like okay and I'm like God why now why, why me <laughs> so I'm like okay so I got out of my car pulled over on the side of his car get um, um, the cable and then you know trying to charge his battery and stuff and I told him get inside of your car and then I, I have to do like uh, you know like sign language now mm-hmm. even though I don't speak that and, then, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like get inside and <laughs> boom, boom. 
<laughs> and he's like, no, 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 no. Car don't start run in here in the front. So he had to go. He had a cord by the battery that he had to plug to the battery. So oh, the so, car came. so you're saying it doesn't start inside the car? No, there's oh, not. Nice. So, and I'm like, wow. You're helping this guy steal a car. That you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's right in, you know, by the man with in plain fit. And I'm like, you know, if a cop, like, you know, pull now, I mean, we both in trouble. <laughs> so um, try to charge the car and stuff. And the battery still, you know, uh, uh, the car did not want to start. I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? And I'm like, okay, let me call Jenny. Because um, we have the BP, that's what I call Yeah, like AAA. Uh, AAA. Okay. And, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to have them um, tow his car and then drop him wherever he lives and then I'll take care of everything. So, because I just, you know what I mean, want to get rid of him. Yeah. I'm going to spend the whole night here trying to fix the car. So, um, and I get in my car, I'm calling Jenny and she was on speaker and then we were talking and he, he came and then he wanted to sit inside of my car and I'm like, okay, because I mean, he already in there. And as he was sitting in there, Jenny's like, why don't you ask him if he's Haitian? <laughs> and as he was getting in, I moved my lunch bag and I said, you can sit here. But I said that in Creole, but I didn't realize if I told what's, them that. What's that sound like in Creole? I want to hear it. Shitala. Uka shitala. And as I said, uka shitala, he's like, are you Haitian? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> I'm like... So I love how you guys have probably spent the past 45 minutes yeah, struggling to communicate and you both speak the same language. That's and I'm like, why didn't you tell me you are Haitian? He's like, you didn't sound like Haitian. I'm like, I'm Haitian. You didn't sound Haitian. I'm like, man. He's like, yeah, I'm Haitian too. And then I'm like, he's like, where are you from? I'm like, I'm from Cape He's like, I'm from Cape too. <laughs> I'm like, where in Cape He said a place that we don't ministry that's called Pleasance. I'm like, Pleasance? He's like, yeah. I'm like, do you know Pastor Ford? He's like, yeah, I know him. And I'm like, oh, man, you should have told me. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> Small world. And for some reason, I still forget that he's Haitian. I kept, like, trying to tell him stuff in English. And, you know, and then finally, like, for um, guidance of my prayer, he, uh, the car started. Boom. And then I'm like, okay, I want to see you leave. <laughs> and I <thought> <laughs> And I forget. It. I'm like, okay. I I told him in Creole, Ali Ava, and then Masuivo. Um, he left. Uh, I gave him my number. I said, just in case if you have, you know, any other problem, call me. And he got home. And by the time I get home, um, he called me. He said, Hey, thank you so much. You know, uh, I always pray for God to put people in my path and blah blah blah. So um, you 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 a God angel man. Like you do, you don't know oh, what man. you did because I know in America people don't stop for people. People don't give people right and stuff. I'm like, yeah, that was a God thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And my mind, I'm like, there's no one who would understand that English. <laughs> you know, talking about being the the perfect person to pull over. Yeah, I know. I mean, I mean, as I was driving back home and i'm like if that's not a god thing you know like mm -hmm. from nowhere you know like yeah it, how, it, how else could that have happened i, <laughs> I know like i i I'm, i keep guessing like if it was someone who don't speak creole they would have no clue what he's saying people would get afraid of him mm -hmm. they don't know him and then like it was cold you know to see him like walking you know like about 10 miles going then i'm like you know and i'm glad that um not that, I mean, I'm glad that um, for some reason I I could listen to that voice where telling me, ask him how he's going to get there, you know. Mm -hmm. Like imagine him getting to his car and then 
the car cannot start and then he was gonna i don't know what he's gonna do because when i asked him like um do you have someone you can call he's like no uh, i live alone he doesn't have a family here mm-hmm. and stuff so it, it was really um a joy for me at the same time it was really sad to um to see he had he has to go through this whole thing trying to um make a living you know and i mean like working hard and, and struggling like this mm-hmm. and when he said that some of that little money he makes to his family in haiti oh really and they still have to struggle you know mm-hmm. and i mean like with people who don't care about really the people mm-hmm. but they care about you know what they can put into the pocket you know mm-hmm. making life miserable for haitians so all of these things were going through my mind last night um but i'm glad i could um, I could help him, and then, and I think for me it's a blessing as well. Cause, and as I told Jenny, um, I went out of my comfort zone. You know what I mean? I had to go home, go get, you know, picked up my kid, and go be with my family. But I called Jenny. I'm like, well, I don't think I'm gonna make it home on mm. time, and I don't know when it's gonna be. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cause this guy is not going to start anytime soon. So, um, and it's it probably not like me blessing him. It's probably God well i'm sure it's god blessing me because it's a favor um for us when we get to help someone um mm-hmm. so um yeah, that's i think uh, uh god made my day yesterday by uh, giving me this opportunity to um not only be in haiti serving haitian but everywhere as i could yeah, being, you know in, being in plain field <laughs> serving yeah. Haitian. Yeah, in plain field. <laughs> yeah. uh, that also just goes to show like when you're looking for opportunities to serve god always puts them right in your Absolutely. path but right. when you're not looking yeah. you're like why isn't there anywhere yeah it's because you're yeah. not looking for it yeah so. right. yeah it had right. to be available mm-hmm. yeah yeah it kind of reminds me uh my brother had kind of a similar encounter last week he was up at uh, kroger and he had gone in there ran in there and he was kind of in a hurry and he comes outside and there was a guy out front asking for money for an uber and my brother's like i don't have any cash and he's like i think he said he had a couple bucks he's like yeah here's a couple bucks and he usually has a track on him and he didn't have any gospel tracks with him and he's like ah man i wish i had something and leaves and he's a couple miles down the road i think and he's, he just felt really convicted about everything he's like, oh, come on so he turns back around goes back and stops and sees the guy and goes I'm sorry. There's just something I really have to tell you. So he stops and gives the guy the gospel. And the oh guy's like, goodness. you drove all the way back here to <laughs> tell me that? He goes, you're the real deal. I, I thought that wow. was, the guy was really encouraging to, to my brother whenever he did that. Wow. <laughs> just like he was so convicted on his way way home. He's like, yeah, I got to turn back around and go tell this guy. Tell this guy. Yeah. That is awesome. Huh. Yeah, because it you know, kind of reminds me of a Ray Comfort story, but I can't remember enough to tell it. But, <laughs> yeah. I don't know which the, one you're talking about. The one, I think it was a heckler that was always heckling him whenever he was out street preaching. And then, like, he found out a couple days later, like, he didn't show up for heckling him one night. Mm-hmm. And, like, found out that he'd, like, got hit by a car or hit by oh, a train wow. or yeah, something like something that. Yeah, something like that. Hmm. You know. Also, if you ever see Ray Comfort in person, mm-hmm. he... Is it Ray Comfort? I think it's Ray Comfort. Yeah. Who... He says that he has a track on him at all times. And so there was one story of this kid who, like, saw him in a pool at a hotel and was like, hey, I bet you don't have a track on you. And he pulled out a uh, 
Ten commandment coin. Yeah, ten commandment coin out of his sunshine's pocket. Because he says he'll give you what, like twenty bucks or something. Yeah, I think he's got like a challenge. Like a challenge is like twenty, twenty or fifty dollars or something like that. Like if you catch him without a track, so people always ask him. But that kid was like, I'm catching now, and he's like, just kidding. Oh my goodness, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, there was something else I was gonna say. Whenever you're talking about giving that guy a ride, it's gone now. It's gone. Oh, um, so how do you think everything that's going on in Haiti right now is going to affect the trip in May? Do you think it will, or is it? I know you had mentioned that the Haiti's kind of like the weather in Indiana. You never, <laughs> you never know what it's going to be. Like it snowed last night, and it's going to be sixty degrees on Saturday. Yeah. So I don't know if you're like, well, it just kind of depends on how things are going, or yeah, that's kind of where we're at right now. Okay. Um, a lot of mission organizations have canceled their trips through May. Um, and they're rescheduling for October. We read today that they're already starting to plan some protests in May. Um, that's quite, you know, quite the planning. Ahead. I was going to say, I, I didn't, um... <laughs> is there like a Facebook group Yeah, for there this, must or... be. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But um, I had read in the news that they, that they were talking about that. Um, and then also America, um, the embassy put a level four travel advisory for Haiti, which basically just says don't travel to Haiti. Ooh. So um, I would say if that advisory is still up, we probably would reconsider um rescheduling but if not i mean we definitely don't want to reschedule so we'll you know we'll we'll kind of play it by ear and um pray that things settle down and we can go and serve okay so what all kinds of stuff do you guys have planned for me so we are going to do a lot of prison ministry and a lot of clinics um and then depending on how the country is we hope to to be able to be in saint Suzanne a lot Unfortunate. Well, I guess not so much. Unfortunately, the president, the current president, is from a city that we have to drive through to get to Saint Suzanne, and there's not really any way around that. And so, in the past, there have been issues where, um, you know, we had a hard time getting through the roadblocks and things, but we we made it through. Um, and so, hopefully, we're able to spend a lot of time on our mountain and, and serving the people that that we, you know, that we've kind of set out to serve. But if not, there's, I mean, there's always places that we can go and and places to serve. But definitely a lot of clinics. And prison ministry, um, and we're going to spend some time with the elderly as well, um, and getting to know their stories a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, so that we can um, share their stories here in the states. So, hmm. be great. Yeah. I remember what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Indianapolis a couple weeks ago, and I drove by a shop that was a voodoo shop, and I prayed for Haiti because I was like, I thought yeah. about Haiti, but yeah, I thought that was wow, a voodoo well, shop, one creepy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> It's just weird. And yeah. then, I don't know. You're like, oh, that's hey. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Do hey, did we tell them about our witch coffee shop? No, I don't know oh, if we what? told anybody about did we that. Tell that, that witch co- no, I would remember that. <laughs> I can't remember. Did we tell that about this on the podcast or not? I think we briefly mentioned it, but I don't think we actually like talked about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so Beth and I were on our way up to, she had got a, it. It's pretty neat. It was uh, a... Um, it's called the Indianapolis Salt Cave. Okay. That's where we were on our way to. Uh-huh. It's like a day spa kind of a thing. Oh, it's yeah. like, what was it, Polish? Yeah, Polish, Polish salt, which is kind of like Himalayan salt. Okay. It's supposed to be like really good for your lungs. She, I don't know if it's real or not, yeah. but it was a fun place to go. Yeah, yeah, she, she had, had like, gotten us like a couple's thing. We were going up there. Fun. Anyway, 
we had some time before our scheduled appointment up there, so I said, hey, why don't you find a coffee shop and we'll stop in there. Beth doesn't drink coffee, but she'll eat a bagel with the best Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so we were going up there. We were looking there. for, like, not a Starbucks. Yeah. yeah so, so I'm like, hey, find, like, a little local coffee shop. Coffee shop. So she found one. She pulled up some pictures. She's like, hey, this looks like just like a hipster little coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So we stop in there, and it was in... Uh, Irvington. Yeah, Irvington, which okay. is kind of like a up-and-coming, like like a revived older section of Indianapolis that's starting to come up you it was in you could tell it used to be like a jiffy lube or some type (laughs) of like old like filling or like fueling station anyway so we go in there and like wasn't anything fancy from the outside Mm -hmm. i was like hipster coffee shops gonna be bare floors couple couches yeah probably good coffee Mm -hmm. so we go in there and that's just what it looked like it was like bare floors some art hanging up on the wall and just very eclectic and some rugs and didn't pay too much attention. To yeah, that. didn't pay attention. Walked up to the counter, <laughs> which was kind of like weird in the back because it was just like you, it was a weird building to start uh-huh. with. So I ordered a, a cold brew coffee, and Beth got up. A bottle of water and a bagel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, As you do at a coffee shop. Yeah. So the lady hands her, like, sticks her hand out to get my card. I hand it to her, and I notice she has a pentagram in her palm of her hand. Like t- a tattoo. Like oh, a pentagram. That's uh-huh. what I was like, well, that's weird. And yeah. then. I also thought she had some, some interesting jewelry on, but I was just kind of like, eh, whatever. <laughs> and then I started reading around, and, like, all of this, like, support your local witch, and, oh. like, yeah, it was, like, a bunch Whoa. of, like, yeah, like, don't do cocaine in the bathroom. Like, what? Like, that was an actual sign on really? the counter. Oh, Please my... don't do cocaine in the bathroom. Like, in, in a what? Yeah, and just a bunch of witch stuff, and not, like, cutesy witch. Like, yeah. It's weird not that like we, Halloween. It's weird that we yeah, say, like, whatever. cutesy witch stuff, but, like. It was, it, like, it was, legit. Like, like, like wow stuff. so i'm like this is weird and she has my card so i can't really like <laughs> yeah, you know what you can't just like back out at right. that point yeah so then I, I look around and like there's like banners and pictures of them like all wearing like witch hats and there's like crystal oh. balls and i start looking closer at the the art on the wall mm-hmm. and the art on the wall like they all had like horns and like they were yeah it was oh my god i'm like this this isn't wow. good <laughs> Yeah. So was... I, I snuck a picture and yeah. I sent it to my dad. I'm like, hey, uh, I think I'm accidentally in a witch coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like the United like Witches of Irvington, which they like claim to be like a, like a, oh, I don't know. Like they do like marches and stuff like that and like okay. raise money for things. But yeah. totally not what they come off. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a front. Wow. Yeah. So we're waiting for Best Bagel because I'm like, as soon as we get your bagel, we're leaving. Yeah. And, uh, of course, she, um, like, while we're waiting there, I see that they have, like, this, it looks like an altar set up in the background. So, I'm curious at this point. Yeah. Super weird fe- feeling. Like, yeah. Normal. Yeah, yeah. We felt, like, oppressed. Yeah. Kind of. I'm yeah. sure. So, I walked in the back. There was this mirror altar with a crystal ball, a bloody goat head above it, like, this weird, like, gold chains and, yeah. Like, what? this, like, we gotta get Ooh. out of here. There's, like... <laughs> Yeah, there's yeah. weird masks and like there's a room in the back that was covered by like a, this red curtain and it was, we were it was, like, nope, not yeah, going there. No. <laughs> so we wow. left. Yeah. yeah wow. It was scary. That's crazy. It was really weird. Yeah. But it was so I don't know. It was so weird because like as soon as we walked out like outside of the building, you could uh-huh. just like feel like all of that heaviness yeah. like lift off of you. Wow. Which I mean, you guys have been in much worse positions. That's what that. I was thinking. Like, but, like, we got the heebie-jeebies was, from that. I don't know what we would think. Yeah, of that was that was wow. crazy for us. So we were like, well, I'm not ever allowed to look up coffee shops again. Yeah, no, again. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was not good. Wow. Another reason not to that's drink crazy. coffee, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was really strange whenever we were in there because we could hear like the owner and I don't know if it was a co-owner or someone that hung out there a lot. Anyways, they were talking about a new church that they'd heard of down the road and they were they're like, oh, we've kind of been thinking about trying it out, but we don't know if, it, if it's like a spiritualist kind of church because oh. that's what we like, or if it's like like a God church because we really oh. don't want to go to that. And so we were like instantly praying for them. Yeah. And then we felt bad because we were like, we don't have any tracks on us because uh-huh. we had like just switched vehicles and yeah. like ugh, it was really. Oh my goodness. It was really sad. It was wow. weird. Did we end yeah. up sending them a message? We talked about saying. Yeah, we sent them message. a link to one of the podcast episodes cool. uh, on their Facebook. Yeah, and I think That's like awesome. to our church page too. But it was yeah, like, we were just like these people need prayer. Yeah, I'm which one we sent them. Um, it was one of the one of the first ones. But yeah, I thought that was incredible. That was weird. Yeah, it was weird that I saw that that voodoo shop in, in yeah, Indy too. Because I'm like, I'm not sure if, like up here, I wonder if they, they know what voodoo is like. Like real? I, I don't. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Well, I think they do. Um, yeah. Voodoo is voodoo. Um, evil is evil. Mm-hmm. No matter where you are. Yeah. Um, they might name it differently. Um. Um, but um, I think it's the same. Like Louisiana. Mm. Um, when you go to Louisiana, for an example. Um, I'm not talking about Haitian or, but you see like. Let me put it that way, like white people into voodoo, like we all voodoo, mm-hmm. exactly yeah. like the one in Haiti, you know. Um, how do you call that? Like Mason Lodge. Uh, the Masonic oh, the Masonic. Oh. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah. the same thing. It's just another form, you know what I mean? Like it's like the you same say, Baptist, mm-hmm. punk, you know, like uh, or the Jehovah Witnesses, mm-hmm. you know. It's all God they serving, right? Mm-hmm. And those people the same. Like they might have different name. Mm. or dress differently but it's it, it's all the same photo um and most in the uh Mardi Gras time mm-hmm. in Louisiana mm-hmm. I mean if you see the things that they're doing it's and when I, I'm like huh I feel like I'm in Haiti you know right, what I mean like yeah. It, oh, really? it's yeah. Every, yeah it's everything Haitian and then they sing and dance and um um there's what we call folklore um I don't know how to say that. Folklore. Yeah. yeah. Which mm-hmm. is a dance that's, a, um, that's come with the culture of like the, the voodoo. Um, but which is a little bit different because um, Africans, they have a, a specific culture, you know, like the dress, the food, the songs and everything, mm-hmm. you know. It doesn't have to do with voodoo. I think when it gets to the voodoo part, it's when like um, you start like worship the gods if I can put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter what, um, um, yeah, what, what you call it. Um, I think it's, it's, it's voodoo. If I can Why do you think New Orleans has such a similar, do you think it's because of their French background? Do you think it, that's why it's so similar to like Haiti as far as they're following that religion? Well, actually, Louisiana don't really have a French um, background culture. It's a Haitian culture. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Um, if I really remember, I think the there was a, a the Savannah. Uh, how do you call it? I don't remember. Something about Savannah. Something about it's Savannah. There was a battle. The Savannah battle, or okay. I don't know what you, you call it here. So the U.S. government 
um, requested some Haitian soldier to come here and then fight for them. So, and that's how Louisiana ended up being. Um, we had Haitian in Louisiana. But um, um, before 1804, when we had French and Haiti and stuff, so Louisiana was for France. And because all the money that they had were from Haiti, so technically Louisiana belonged to Haiti. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when Haiti get um, independence in 1804, and the I think the king, I think at that time, decided if they keep Louisiana, then Haiti going to have a part of, um, I mean, going to have Louisiana inside of America. Mm. So they did not want the black island or the black people to, um, um, for Louisiana to belong to them. They, they sold it to the U.S. government. Mm. Oh, oh, yeah. So if, if, you, if you dig into story, you're going to see, you know, um, um, for example, Chicago, um, what the first black um, family who founded actually, like um, his name, I think, is Jean-Pierre. He is Haitian. So there's a lot of like, you know, uh, background stories about like um, mostly Louisiana, how it's founded, um, the culture, the the language, actually. And then some people in Louisiana, it doesn't matter if you're black or white, when they're speaking English, you can hear Creole into the English, mm. you know, because they get influenced by, you know, the culture and stuff. Right. Um, so it's a, it's a, like, a, like a melting pot. Like, you know, you get a lot of African there that know French. And Creole as well, so um, it's it's like you're in Haiti. Mm. I've never been, but the video that I watch and people have a bunch of friends living in Louisiana. They're like, uh, I'm in Haiti, dude. So <laughs> that's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. What are the uh, beignets? Do you have beignets in Haiti? No, that was the. I bet we. <clears throat> I think I bet we do at the French bakery. I don't know because Megan went um a, went a few months ago for mm -hmm. a, a work thing and they spent a lot of time in the French quarter mm -hmm. in New Orleans and they went and got beignets every morning and they said they were amazing. That sounds yeah. good. Mm -hmm. But yum. <laughs> I know I like donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz what she say it's like a donut mixed with a like a croissant or something wasn't Ooh, it? I don't know. Elephant yeah. or, I don't know oh, or something. Nice. No, probably more croissant. I don't remember. <laughs> I've seen pictures of them on Pinterest. Yeah. That's as close as I've gotten. We'll have to explore the French bakeries. Yeah. No, I think all the... I don't know, I'm just intrigued by the cultural side. Mm -hmm. been, I think that's neat. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for, for coming again. Yeah. It's always so much fun having you guys yeah. over and talking. Uh, we won't keep you any later. I know you got to get back oh, to Austin. Good. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. Sorry yeah. about Yoda. No, yeah, he no. was crazy there at the beginning. He's thankfully, so thankfully he quieted it He's down. He's passed yeah. out in a beanbag chair. <laughs> yeah. And thanks for your ministry. We really love the podcast and what yeah. you guys are doing, oh, and no um, getting you. to meet other missionaries through through the podcast. So thanks for what you're doing. Yeah, yeah I was fun. gonna pull up uh, the country. Well, I think I have it memorized now. We we've now been listening. <laughs> maybe okay. Maybe we can answer the the uh, the question to who's listening in there Haiti, uh, yeah, Franzi. So we do have a download in Haiti, and I thought it was Jenny and Franzi when they were down in Haiti, just but to give assumed. us our first international download. But it wasn't. <laughs> but, it <laughs> wasn't. <laughs> but it wasn't. <laughs> so we got to find out who it was in Haiti that that downloaded it. So if it was you, uh, I don't let know. us know. Let us yeah. know. Like send us an email or. Well, actually, um, let me say that in Creole. So okay. yeah, yeah, oh, there, yeah, there yeah, we go. Quelque soit mon qui download podcast moi-même avec Jenny. Um, Kapale, Tazini, Konyala, um, Demission Trakaye, De Haiti, uh, De Tout Bagay. 
um, s'il vous plaît sur um, page um, podcast ça ou capable um, email nous ou bien voyons texte ou bon message quelconque um, fait nous connait qui soit pensé et si gagnant capable porter comme contribution tout um, n'a pas content de ou et conseil ou idée et puis nous capable partager ça plus sur un podcast là OK so non pas moins c'est franzi et ou capable contacter nous um, um, sur missiontracaille.org et puis nous capable um, parler plus I caught some of that. It sounds good to me. <laughs> I wasn't talking about you guys. Oh. <laughs> okay, good. So I caught Mission Chuck yes, yeah. And podcast and download. There you go. Yeah, podcast Text. and download. That's cool. I gotta learn some languages. Franzi's showing me up with all of his yeah. seven plus dialects. Yeah. I can I can speak. Oh, I have a... <laughs> you're, you're, uh, well, I guess... So I'm a, uh, a 911 dispatcher, and I uh, thought you were going to tell the story earlier. I'm really glad <laughs> you're telling it. Yeah, so I, I did something similar. So to, I was I was going to let you make it seem like you were the only one, but I guess I'll join you here. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a call from this lady who was it was a 911 call. She was freaking out, couldn't understand a word she was saying. I was young and new at the time, and I'm like, I'm going to get this. So I pull up Google Translate, <laughs> and I pulled up my question that I was going to ask in Spanish. And I'm like. I'm gonna nail this thing because I'm like I remembered Spanish a little bit, but like I don't remember what exactly to say. So I'm like, okay, I can I can say it once I type it in there. Tried that for a little while. Turns out she was not speaking Spanish; she was speaking Indian. I'm not sure how I got those two confused. Well, granted, she was it, it was we got her the help she needed in a timely in a timely manner. Yeah, but I was like I I felt. Itty bitty after that one. He well, came home and he was like, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm gonna have to. That's awesome. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I got another story on that one. I'm about to tell you that one off here. <laughs> it happened today and it wasn't me. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, actually, all languages are related. Um, maybe a lot of people don't realize that. Because one of my friends at work, he speaks um, Burmese, Akachin, um, a bunch of other dialects and stuff. And one day, I heard he was like, kind of like, mm-hmm, a song, but it sounds like a Haitian song. And I'm like, how come he knows that song? And I'm like, hey, Justin, uh, what song is that? He's like, oh, I love that song, man. You know, and then he's like, that's the man. And then I'm like, okay. He kept singing it in his language, and I could hear Creole into that language, and it's Burmese. Hmm. And I'm like, what that mean? He told me what it's mean, but it's completely different than Creole, but it sounds just like Creole. And I'm like, huh. So he kept singing, and he showed me, um, he got on YouTube and um, showed me the song. It's a Haitian song. He loved that song, but he sings it in his language completely everything in his language and there was Creole in his language. Huh. Oh really? That's yep. interesting. Yep. And That's then I'm weird. like, wow. And even in like um other languages like African speak like Zulu and Swahili. Like if you say Huga, it's an African um word, but we say Huga in Creole too, which means doctor. I mean it's a voodoo priest actually it's oh. mean a voodoo priest <laughs> <laughs> but in Africa it's mean like a doctor like um that use leaves and stuff to heal people mm-hmm. but it's it's the same in Creole you know and mostly like I mean I would say every country in the planet say weekend I mean Americans say weekend too you know so it's, it's there's a connection between all languages um mm. 
Um, but it, that's why I think that language is one of the easiest things people can learn. Hmm. Pretty easy, you know. Um, so you can speak <laughs> a lot of languages. I'm going to learn me some Creole then. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe You've I'm told us before where to go to learn Creole, but I don't remember where it is. Yeah, there's I a really awesome website called Haiti Hub. Haiti Hub. Yes, and you they know, do a great job. I think I may have been on that earlier yeah. because on the way home from church, we were, Levi wanted to try to, what did you want to try to, welcome back or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't get, I couldn't figure out Google oh, Translate. Yeah. And I was like, this is dumb. So I think I ended up on Haiti Hub and I was yes. like, it doesn't have the thing that tells me how to say it. Oh, so, no. <laughs> so maybe it wasn't Haiti Hub. I don't know. Yeah, they're pretty good. They have good, good curriculum. And the best way to um, learn other languages. Be in the culture. Yes. Yes. That's, that's, <laughs> that's one of it. Um, you learn five words a day. Mm. That's how I learn English, um, Spanish, and all the other languages that I speak. Um, I had a dictionary. A friend of mine gave me. I learned five words a day. And then at the end of the week, I tried to make sentences with them. Mm-hmm. And then someone who speaks the language, I would go in and like, tell them something mm-hmm. that the phrase that i made myself and then they'll be like uh what are you what do you mean <laughs> <laughs> i'll be like okay i mean that oh okay this is the way you say okay so as i kind of like learn those um vocabularies and stuff and then and practice with them and it, it it's made it easy for me you know mm-hmm. and you i mean every mostly every human being has um the uh the capacity of learning um, a language in three months. Oh, three months. Okay. At least three months, mm-hmm. you know. And for me, if I get to live in the environment uh, where, like, um, whatever language I want to learn, for an example, um, Hebrew, that's one of my, um, the language I want to speak. Because um, my son, actually, my plan is, um, by the time he's 12, he need, um, no, by the time he's 15, he need to know 12 languages. And with, um, I would have to learn five does, more. Does Austin know this? <laughs> yeah, that's my Does Jenny know this? Jenny looks a little confused. Too. <laughs> so he better be ready for that. Because <laughs> I need to learn five more languages. And then the easiest way it's going to be for me is while he's learning that, I'm oh, going to learn as well so we can okay. practice together. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, that makes sense. So it's going to make easy. And mm-hmm. if you get to be in the environment with people who speak that same language, I mean, it. It's pretty easy, easy. Language yeah, is if he speaks easy. 12 languages, he can get any job he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Any job, yeah. yeah. Any job. So, um. so, Brady and Sarah, if you're listening, that's what you got to do. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Five a day. Five a day. Yep. They should be starting language school here soon, so that's look awesome. forward to hearing about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know they just got all their appliances, and his post about the Turkish bath was cool. Maybe you want to go to a Turkish bath. Yeah, it was cool. That's all the way in Turkey, so yeah, it'd be a little yeah. expensive for a bath. <laughs> yeah. Their Instagram and Facebook is Truth to Turkey if you want to read about the Turkish bath. There you yeah. go. It's cool. Well, thanks again so yeah, much for being here. Um, yeah. We'll love to have you guys back on and look forward to hearing more about uh, everything that's going on. Thank you. Yeah, yeah thanks for having us. Yeah. And um, it's always, you know, a good time, you know, to talk about everything and have the dogs in the background. <laughs> 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 He's going crazy now. Franz is going to make him chase a laser pointer. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I'll go ahead and sign her off. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks again for listening to the New Revival Podcast. Be sure to check us out on social media at New Revival Podcast and follow Jenny and Franzi on social media as well at Mission Truck AA. 
Thanks again for listening.